It takes money. You'll never guess what happened to me, Vicky. I died yesterday. All right, well, so we've got a double header. Do I have a large forehead? No. It's I've been looking side. at it a lot, and you said double header three times. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me. I'm so lonely. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. It's in ramblings. I was in your bathroom earlier. Okay. <laughs> just, um, I just wanted you to have a list of all the places I've been in your house. Should I go on? <laughs> I mean, I think you've pretty much covered them all by now, but. Oh, I wasn't going to go with every day. So today it's mostly bedroom, kitchen, bathroom. Just. Sure. Yeah. If you need, if there's a late or a crime that you notice and it's in the laundry, I'm in the clear. Okay. <laughs> well, unless you committed the crime. No, I didn't because I haven't been in there. How could I have done it? I'm not, I'm not ruling anyone out. No, oh, all right. <laughs> anyway, I was in your bathroom. Yeah. Uh, you've got some new shampoo, or your housemate has. Okay. Have you noticed that? I you mean, don't, is it yours? I don't know which shampoo you're referring to. Oh. I didn't think this was like a big deal. Oh, well, you'd be surprised. No, it's uh, it's called Grow Strong. Okay, not mine. <laughs> okay. And it's sort of a Hulk green. Was, I just Was this, uh, you know... M- you know, especially unusual. I just enjoyed the name. Okay. <laughs> like it just sounds like the well wishes of like some sort of European or Middle Eastern grandparent or parent as I fly <laughs> off to my new life in the Western world. Like grow strong, child. Yeah. <laughs> and and prosper. This, take this novelty hair care product <laughs> with you. Yeah, I was like, it just feels like a very good well wish from like your Estonian grandma. From L'Oreal and my Estonian grandma. Yeah, basically. Can't you imagine your Estonian grandma saying that as you flee war-torn Estonia with your mum? I can. She told me frequently. (laughs) Grow strong, Ben. What's up, your hair. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben, and you're listening to episode 123 of Insane Ramblings. A very merry episode. And uh, that is my co-host, Vicky, sitting across the <laughs> desk from me. And you're listening to the dulcet tones of Ben. I, uh, I feel like, yeah, this is a very merry episode. Mm. I'm glad that we're doing a podcast at this time of year. Yes. Because rarely... It's the Christmas New Year's episode. Uh, yeah, it doesn't happen enough, like... This time of year, everyone seems to go on vacation because, I mean, a lot of podcasts, that's their job, essentially. Right. Not and us. No. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll never reach the level of success that you won't hear us at Christmas. This is... Well, I mean, I, we didn't do one last year, so... Well, dang it. No matter how successful we get... Well, if we get extremely successful, we'll just release a Christmas album. Let's not go That's nuts. our promise. I'm just saying... <laughs> All I'm saying is, if we ever get extremely successful, I'm promising to release a Christmas album. Okay, <laughs> what's going to be on this Christmas album? I'm not sure yet. Duets with other famous radio personalities. <laughs> That'll be me and Richard Mercer Why doing you... Baby It's Cold Outside. Are you going to do the Richard Mercer impression or are you... No, I'm actually going to get him. At this point, because we're famous on Australian radio. Why are you committing yourself to a project that requires <laughs> other people's help? <laughs> like, it's hard enough getting us alone to do something <laughs> i'm just saying at that point we'll have so much industry sway that these people will be dying to be on our christmas album vicky and joshua homie of yeah. the alligator hour sing <laughs> baby it's cold outside yeah exactly i see and then like have yourself a merry little christmas with maybe fifi box <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'll leave that to you i'm not a big fan of christmas carols so I mean, the less I can have to do with this elaborate right. scheme, the better. Have an insane Christmas. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but I think, what are we called? Like they should be originals if you're doing it. Okay. Oh right. Do you want to write them? I mean, it sounds like a lot of work, but I just prefer if we're going to put out an album of Christmas songs, like everyone else has done, like you know, jingle all the way. Sure. Or like there's enough places. It's called you can Jingle hear Bells. Those. So I guess you haven't heard it too many times. I was thinking of <laughs> the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger version. Yeah. I was like, that's a film, but yep. good try. <laughs> Everyone Have you else. seen Jingle All The Way? <laughs> Many a time. Oh, really? I mean, I was once a 13-year-old boy. What? So, can we change topic or should we... St- we'll stay on this for a second. Spitball some titles for our new Have An Insane Christmas album. Uh, I mean, because right. we're thinking 12 tracks. We don't have to fill all 12, but just spitball a few. Uh, Escaping the in-laws. <laughs> I feel like that's number one. Um, trying to hold... A uh, hold back a tear when you open a gift, like that's got to be a recurring theme. That As you don't in disappointment. Want. Yeah, like oh. trying to trying to hold back your uh, look of disappointment. Disappointment this Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last minute shopping uh, stress. Oh yeah. So like fighting the crowds. That's got to be far out. My uncle's decided to come. Last minute. <laughs> now I gotta get a gift for him too. And you see kids and two kids from a previous marriage. <laughs> and it's 8pm on Christmas Eve. Everyone's getting chocolate from the gas station. <laughs> chocolate from the gas station. That's the chorus. Yeah, so we're on here. <laughs> Give me some others. Chris Kringle, Gone Bad. Oh. So like you get someone a really good gift. Right. And then... In the exchange, you get something really shit. Uh, scented candles again. <laughs> it's a very similar tune. <laughs> I got this last year. <laughs> Isn't, I think I, I actually like our, gave this to you. <laughs> our Christmas uh, jingles are a bit too upbeat. Like oh. They've got to be dour and right. disappointing. You like. want to have like Silent Night sort of stuff. Right. Like, Chris Kringle. Boring gift. <laughs> you know I like video games. Why'd, Why'd you, you get, get this? this? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Any other uh, tracks to complete the album? Um, the Christmas tree is dying. Like Ooh. this is for the people who put up their tree maybe a little too early. Like sure. the start of December and now it's been withered. You forgot to top up the water like mid-month. Right. So it's like, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. There's not much left in thee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Christmas tree, you might just be not making it to Christmas tree. (laughs) Your pine needles are spiky and dead. (laughs) I'm bleeding from the head. (laughs) Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, your ending life fills all of us with dread. Exactly. Um, There's a whole whole sway of these songs. It's an untapped market. Yeah, my apologies. I didn't realise. Any others? Is that it? All you've got for now? I mean, I was going to throw some of your way, but please go on. I had a query. Sure. One horse open sleigh. A famous lyric. Right. Are they slaying a horse? No. No, it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Jingle Bells, isn't it? Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse yep. open sleigh. Yep, you got it. For someone who claims like <laughs> overhear the carols, you're you're murky on the details. I, I despise them so much <laughs> that I've tried to block them all from my memory. Yeah, that's why I saw uh, La La Land recently. Mm-hmm. Great film. Is uh, it a Christmas film? Yeah, kind excellent. Of. There's I like love a good Christmas film. A moment in it where it's like this amazing jazz musician. And he like has this dead end job. And right. to illustrate how shit this job is, he's forced to play Christmas carols all day. That sounds great. 
I'm it's not. It's killing him inside. <laughs> oh, okay. My apologies. That's the whole point of the movie is that Christmas carols. Well, not the whole point. The whole the, point of the movie is that Christmas carols kill people's the whole, soul. The whole point of this particular scene. Is, <laughs> no, that's the whole that's point the, of the yeah, film. The moral. That was the take-home message. Sure, there was Heartwarming. A few song and dance numbers in between, but but really, really. it talks about the slow death of Christmas carols. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that movie is, I guarantee it, going to be nominated for an Oscar. And uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that that scene was featured, is all I'm saying. Okay. Like, it just, if, because the guy who made La La Land, mm. he directed Whiplash. He knows about music, obviously. Right. Like, that's another movie that won for. Uh, it's soundtrack. Yeah. Like, yeah. and was nominated. Like, it's a music movie nominated for Best Picture. I was going to say, I got Best Picture. Did it win? I don't think it did. I can't remember. But no, the point did. is, this guy seems to know something. If anyone knows whether or not Christmas carols are good or <laughs> shit, it's the guy who <laughs> made Whiplash in Lala Land. All right. But anyway, back to the one-horse open sleigh. Yeah, what the hell is a one-horse open sleigh? Uh, it's when you and a horse face off in a gladiatorial ring we are to the death. We're physically slaying each other. Yes. <laughs> It's an open... You know how it's like open slather means like you can just go for it? That's battle, an open sleigh. This is like a battle royale. Yes, between you and one horse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. it's a sled, like a sleigh. But, well, you know how mm. like uh, uh. carriages have a roof and open sleigh doesn't have a roof and it's pulled by one horse. So, yeah, this is basically like I've been asking around. That's kind of the gist that yeah, most people it. assume is like a carriage, like what you would walk, or, uh, what would you would ride around in Central Park in. Right, exactly, except it's open. But, it's don't, but don't you think that that's confusing when we're singing about Christmas? Mm-hmm. When you think of sleighs, you think of Santa's sleigh. Yeah. And you think of Rudolph and several reindeer pulling it. It's no. Not, it's not like... I'm not confused. Really? Yeah. I, I, this is the first time I've ever like really thought about the lyric. I'm right. Like, it's not confusing to me at all. We've re- why are we covering like several different types of sleigh? If you're going to refer to a sleigh in your song, call it something else. Like call it a uh, oh, horse and cart. Or an horse open and- horse and cart. Hey. Yeah, right. Like a horse and carriage. Like we- Whoa, this rolls off the tongue. Like the I rest can see of why the you year, would go with that. If I said to you, Vicky, let's go for a sleigh ride. Yeah, I'd be like, great, let's go. What would you envision though? Well, exactly that. You would think a oh, trip around Central Park with like a horse and carriage. Yeah, in my mind, that it's like a red carriage I that's would, open and there's a horse pulling it. I would, said, let's go for a sleigh ride. See, I'm thinking like we're going to Alaska and there's like a dog sled or something <laughs> pulling it. Well, that's a problem with your mind. Well, that's a problem with the song. <laughs> no, it's your artist. It's the artist's interpretation. I just don't hear anyone referring to it as a sleigh. I mean, how often do you hear sleigh related... Once a year at Christmas (laughs) Because we're talking about Rudolph That's like my friend Who only comes back to Australia Every year And he's like I never hear the word Bowser Except for when we're having pain at it In Today Tonight In Australia once a year So for anyone You know International listening That's like what is referred to the petrol petrol pump? pump? But no, no one's ever like, oh, can you just grab that off the top of the Bowser? You never say that. You always say petrol pump, right? <laughs> Except for once a year I at Christmas even, when prices go up. I don't and even everyone... say petrol pump. Like I'm never referring to it in my life. But if you were, like, imagine you put your wallet on top of the petrol pump, yeah. right? And I wouldn't say Bowser. No. no, I'd be like, hey Ben, when did you last see your wallet? You would say, I remember putting it down at the gas station or petrol station. Yeah. I wouldn't say like the only time I'm using the word Bowser is when I'm playing Mario Kart. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, okay, so I'm like, so where did you put your wallet at the petrol station? Are you prompting me to say Bowser here? No, I'm just trying to see what you would naturally say. On like, the, oh, I'm at the petrol station, Ben. I guess it I'm going to look around of, for it. it where should the, I look? Look on the pump. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's like, no one's saying Bowser outside of Christmas when we're having pain at it <laughs> or getting relief there. But your point is that he's just never in Australia? No, my point is like they honestly only ever use that word once a year at Christmas when the prices go up and then down again. I think they must have like a stock story where it's like pain at the Bowser over Christmas and then it's like Australians finally feel relief at the Bowser. Oh, yeah, there's definitely like there's dozens of like stock stories. It's like not much Christmas happened today. Story. Yeah, well, that's the Christmas story is petrol prices are up, so we're having pain at the Bowser and then petrol prices go down, so we get relief at the Bowser. Does he want us to start using Bowser in day-to-day life or something? I think the opposite. The he's like, stop saying Bowser. Oh, so like he, he's <laughs> taking issue with the TV. It's again, the sleigh issue. Yeah. He's like, we no should one's just saying eliminate, Bowser. We should just eliminate Bowser from our life well, he's, entirely. Well, that's Mario's aim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if, I'll stop saying Bowser if he can stop saying Slay. I don't think I've ever heard him say Slay. Outside well, of like, the slaughter so sort of connotation. We're solving the world's problems slowly <laughs> by slowly. Any other tracks you wanted to put on the album? I'm almost finished wrapping this present, mm. but I've run out of paper. Oh, that is the worst. Yeah. Mine would more be where there's the scissors and the sticky tape. I use them once a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the tape like is broken. I'm trying to find the end of it. Yeah. That's another gonna, another classic. Or, or just wrapping in general. Like I just hate wrapping presents. I always buy present bags. This year I wrapped and I was like, that was a mistake. But the bag is underwhelming. Like you can see what the present is through the top. Like you want at least some surprise. Yeah. Like if enough. you're putting something under the tree, you can't just put the bag under it because it's like. Still- I usually sticky tape it closed so you can't see. I guess that's the bare minimum. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we got distracted. You said you had something for me to let's get back to it. Jingle all the way, perhaps. Oh, it's nothing that exciting. It's really not even, it's barely a topic, but let's go there. <laughs> that's never stopped us before. Never. <laughs> that, the whole show could be called barely a topic. <laughs> we should definitely have an offshoot podcast called barely a topic. <laughs> or just at least a segment. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Let's start a segment called Barely a Topic. What would- it's like our worst idea of the uh, week. Yeah. So it's like I've got half, like a half-baked idea to kind of talk about, but that's all I've really got. All right. Um, so here's the new jingle that Ben has made between the day that we filmed this podcast and editing. What if we both just say Barely a Topic in unison, like Barely a Topic, and that'll really help with the editing process. Really? Topic. Anyway, that'll work. <laughs> okay, so this is my barely a topic. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? I mean, I feel like I'm just thinking through everything that I plan to talk about today, and they all qualify. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I was like, this is genuinely half yeah. the show. <laughs> right. My barely a topic is what films do you associate with Christmas from your childhood? Like that you, because again, we talked about this before, how I associate Marlo and Otis with the election because every four <laughs> years they put Marlo and Otis on during the election count. That is like, you must've told me that it still hit me like <laughs> the most baffling bit of knowledge that I've learned all week. So, you know, like when we were children, there wasn't as much option. Not that there's that much these days, but there's definitely more so than when we were kids. Like you were sort of behooven. Is that the right word? Behoved? Behooved? Behooved? Is that the right word? Though? I think so. Okay. I'll Google it while I'm talking. You were sort of behooved by um two? You behooved to someone, aren't you? That's betrothed. <laughs> I definitely wasn't betrothed to the uh, television network. I think what Vicky is trying to say is we had very few TV channels. You were behooved to whatever was on TV. You and sort of didn't have much of a choice. If you wanted to watch something, you either had it on 
VHS. You had about like eight tapes. Yeah, exactly. That you would have watched, you know, over and 100 over. A hundred times each. Yeah. So you either had it on VHS, which you didn't really have that many VHSs, or you were just watching whatever was on. Basically, we shudder the, at the notion like, now. Four channels, I guess. Mm-hmm. And one of them you didn't even really watch. So it was like three channels, really. Yeah, well, like we had three commercial channels and then if you were lucky, you got SBS. But most right. of the time it was like pretty bad reception. So we had three commercial channels, one like government channel. So that would like have to sort of serve everyone. So it, could, it was hit and miss. Sometimes there was kids programming. Like my brother and I yesterday, speaking of the hit and miss schedule, um, Get Smart was on TV during Boxing Day. This year? Yeah. Okay. And we were like, so weird that that was in prime kid viewing time when we were children. And we watched it. Yeah, I know. Because we had to. This show from what? The the 50s? I think the 50s, yeah. (laughs) Like uh, at one stage, for some reason, my mum bought the Get Smart box set for my dad (laughs) for like a birthday or Christmas gift. And it never got watched. No. Um, It was also one of these things that's like, hey, you can order the first set now is like a discount mm-hmm. but we'll send you over the next like i don't know two three years oh, every each, like month. next season yeah here's like another set of episodes mm. how and soon did that get cancelled instantly like we never <laughs> even got to disc two <laughs> but like the first one comes with like a decent selection maybe you sure. get like five dvds out of it but she didn't want that she's just like let's just cancel it just give me the base set that you can get for like i don't know 29.95 right i don't need the rest and it never got watched but the point is it was so like it's so old the first season is in black and white because <laughs> <So. laughs> we switched on the tv and it was the closing credits which you could probably iconic you would know them off by heart sure probably one of the best closing credits of any show <laughs> but like the the other thing like back in those days like that sequence goes for about a minute Right, it's such a long closing credit. (laughs) He's going through doors as they close. Yeah, like he walks towards the camera and it closes and then he walks the opposite direction and it closes. (laughs) And that happens about five times until (laughs) he's presumably stuck in like some one by one meter room. (laughs) You don't think too hard on it. Anyway, so we saw that come up on Boxing Day and I was like, how many times do you reckon you've seen that closing scene? And Mm. he's like, he's in his 40s now. So he's like... Over a thousand, probably two thousand times, I would say. Wow, I'm not far off. Was I reckon. he like a big Get Smart fan? Was anyone? I mean, I watched it exactly, but I wouldn't have seen it two thousand times. So no, he's. I wouldn't say he's a big fan. <laughs> um, but it was I, literally the staple of children's viewing time between, say, the late seventies to the nineties. Yeah, so, I, I, if I had to put a number on it, I'd say like two hundred, maybe. And that's still a lot for a show you don't really like. Yeah. Like, I don't really like Get Smart. Like, I don't have anything against it, but I'm not rushing out to see it. No, it's not like, I don't know, something like Seinfeld still gets run. Right, and you're like, yes. But, like, I know every episode of that show. Mm -hmm. With Get Smart, like, I've probably seen most of them, (laughs) but I don't, like, I have no memories of any of it. Right. Yeah. But also, like, what's weird is it was prime kid viewing time, right? Like, say, four o'clock when you've just got home from school. But we've watched so many shows from, like, that era. Like, I've seen, I've seen every Brady Bunch episode I've multiple seen times. almost every single I Dream of Jeannie. <laughs> and that is another one. Like, uh, oh, maybe I'm They thinking, were all in a row, the three. Be- Bewitched as well. Yeah. Like, Bewitched is also one that started off in black and white. <laughs> but what's weird is, like, these are... I mean, they're not not kid shows. They're not dirty or they're, there's nothing really... They're family friendly. But, but they're, they're not just, kid shows. They're just, like, regular sitcoms from you know 40 years ago right that's what i'm saying like it's not as if they're not pitched to children 
So what's your point that they shouldn't have programmed <laughs> it at that time slot? Well, I'm just saying it's an odd choice. Like, why did you get straight home and a family, like family friendly ish? Sick, like they're Brady bunches for kids, but like, get the, smart was for adults. The weirder one to me was uh, Judge Judy. <laughs> like that was on like about half the year you would have Simpsons at six o'clock. Yeah. The other half it was Judge Judy, and when that when that year ticked over, yeah. you're like, oh, this is going to be a long winter. <laughs> Here is the winter of Judy's discontent. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's still Sorry. going amazingly. She's like, oh, she's got to be one hundred and thirty. Yeah, <laughs> but like I watched so much Judge Judy out of pure disdain and the fact that there was nothing else to I do. That's it. Like I've watched so much Get Smart. Like why? I didn't even like it. Like I think our generation has a high tolerance for. Not, not even boredom, but like mundaity. I was like, well done, television. You've got me used to my mundane life. Yeah, well, you say that we don't have things haven't changed that much. They've changed so much. Oh, like, so much. We've got streaming on demand and downloading. Yeah. And there's just free apps that you can connect to the internet and watch just basically what anything that has ever been broadcast. Yeah, that's true. So it is a lot better than. Anyway, so that's. That was a good discussion. That was more than barely a topic because I'm on the barely a topic now. I just feel like we've covered that every episode. <laughs> <laughs> like last time we did our what's our favorite vanity plate or vanity card. <laughs> like all, I mean, it's a. I love talking about 90s and beyond TV. I just feel like that the has show. Has it been done? Yeah, as, as Insane Rambling. It's a well-worn coverage. <laughs> I feel like we always find a new angle, but feel free to write in if you're discontent That's with true. this barely a topic. Get Smart has not come up for 123 episodes. <laughs> Despite the fact that we would have seen it over a thousand times, I'd say. Anyway, so the barely a topic I was going with, what made for TV, or not necessarily made for TV, but TV movies for Christmas, do you associate with Christmas just because you had to tolerate them on TV that many times in your growing up years? You're thinking like just what did they show at Christmas? Well, do you have any like bad te- like Christmas movies where you like we we used to watch this every year? So no, I've never been that person. Like, okay, I have friends who watch Nightmare Before Christmas like every Christmas. No, see, I know what you're saying. Like those people seek it out. I'm talking about it's just on every year, and it's like no. <laughs> yeah, the only like I was recently like someone asked me what Christmas movies would you recommend? Yeah, and I was struggling to think of them like. The one that everyone kind of goes love to actually. is... Love uh, Actually, gotta be. Yeah, Love Actually and I'd say um, Die Hard. Yeah, Like the course. two that kind of come to people's minds. And then it, like it drops off a cliff real quick. <laughs> so, well, like, you've got Jingle All The Way, like you said. But and then there's I'm like, not going to recommend anyone watch Jingle All The Tim Way. Allen one? The Santa Claus. Oh, that's right. And there's three of them. <laughs> so like I've seen a lot of these films. Well, that's what I'm saying. They were played every Christmas. Is there only one that sticks out to mind? Like this is the one we saw every year. Uh, no, because like I watched Home Alone a lot, like as a kid. Right. I liked that movie, but it's not like I just watched it at Christmas. I just had it on VHS. <laughs> but also, the funny thing about that is I had a taped off TV copy, as most VHS collections seem to be comprised of. Yeah. And I missed like the first maybe like uh, five ten minutes. Of annoying. It. The bit where he was left home alone. No, I've seen thankfully that much. <laughs> but there's. Like the the opening scene of the movie is like kind of introducing all his brothers and sisters. Yeah. So there's like I don't know ten children. There's a lot of kids. And that's why he gets left home alone because like well we can't <laughs> keep track of all of them. And so, 
later in the film, there's like callbacks to all the things that they say in that opening oh, scene. And they're just jokes you never got. Well, like I saw about half of them. Mm. And then like it took me, I don't know, like 15 viewings <laughs> as like a 13 year old to go, oh, that must be from the like <laughs> bit that I never saw. You're like, why is everyone else laughing? Yeah. And so uh, I've still never seen it. Wow. No, I, I feel like it's going to be a huge letdown when I eventually oh, yeah. do. But I remember someone came over once and it's like, you have to rewind the VHS. Mm-hmm. And I rewound it back to the start. And I'm like, oh, they're going to find out that we don't have the start of the film. I was like Ooh. deeply ashamed, like a young <laughs> kid. And then I started playing and it was like, you know, obviously five, ten minutes in. And they're like, oh, this is close enough. Let's just watch it from here. And we're like, phew. They think I haven't rewound it, those fools. (laughs) (laughs) But I know a lot of people associate things like the great pumpkin Charlie Brown with Christmas. Ah, I mean, it's always on with Thanksgiving. And then there's like got to be a Christmas one, right? I'd assume. There's a Charlie Brown Christmas thing. I think it's called Charlie on Christmas Carol. But like, I never saw that. Okay. And then, like, I've seen, you know, like, Miracle on 34th Street but and things like, like that. But not, like, every year when it was on. No, like... I, Miracle on 34th... Sorry, Miracle on 34th Street is one that sticks out to me because it's on every year, and I've seen it probably about 10 times. Yeah, right. Well, like, I, again, I watched these all as kids, but not necessarily at Christmas. It was just, right. like... Whenever it was I on. don't know, sport was rained out at yeah. junior school. And then they're like, well, what haven't we watched in the library? It's like, well, we played Jumanji the last three times. <laughs> what else is on the show? Although I always enjoyed Jumanji, so I was always up for another Jumanji viewing. It gets a little tedious on its 17th viewing. I'll tell you what gets tedious, Mr. Bean. I've been through this a hundred times. Anyway, sorry. It was always Mr. Bean at our school. Yep. Um, but the one that I associate with Christmas that um, my family must have watched pretty much every year um, is a 1990s made-for-TV film. Uh, it was Olivia, Olivia Newton-John's film debut, in oh, fact. Okay. This must, I'm guessing like this is what, 70s? Oh, television film debut. So well, that's less. That's very different. But I so mean, like surely she did, did. She did movies before she did TV. So it's the first time she did a made-for-TV thing. So it's really well, that, a step down yeah. in her career. <laughs> like, why would you advertise that Yeah, at so all? it came out in 1990. It still has a website, which is 1990. exciting. 1990? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's like... Cause I, I guess they don't make that many made-for-TV films. Like the only, I feel like there's a lot. It, it seems to be more like a mini-series. Yeah. And like if you make a made-for-TV... No, TV, like there's always like Lifetime ones, but they don't make it to Australia. I feel like it's a very American thing. Right, like if it was good enough, you would go to the cinema. Exactly. It's like straight-to-DVD release, basically. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> a mom for Christmas. I feel like you've mentioned this before. <laughs> yeah, What's it about? Well, here we go. I'll read out some of the plot. So we would have watched this. I, it could, not by choice. We weren't like a mom for Christmas is on everyone. But you just <laughs> sat in front of the TV and it's like, well, what's on? Oh, well, thankfully a mom for Christmas is on. <laughs> no, it was like a game. Yeah. <laughs> but literally nothing else. Um, so it revolves around an 11-year-old whose mother died when she was three years old. So their dad is always at work and he doesn't spend any time with her. And God, really... t- TV and movies used to be so depressing. I like, know. It's like a kid's film, presumably. And it's like <laughs> opening scene, your mum's dead. <laughs> anyway, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> anyway, so her, her Christmas wish for a mother is granted by like a genie or like a witch bringing to life a store mannequin played by Olivia Newton-John to be her mum. But she can only be a mother to her until Christmas Eve. Does she teach her a lesson about, like, why she doesn't really need a mom well, in the meantime? So, Jim's like, who the heck are you, obviously? Like, the dad is like, I, how can you be a mom for Christmas? So, he pretends. <laughs> it's M-O-M, so you have to say mom. Yeah. Um, so, so then, 
the mannequin, Amy, is like, oh, I'm from Australia. I've been hired to help care for Jessica. Good. It makes it easier to like, not force her into an accent. Yeah. So then they become good friends and then they have an argument. So she takes back the wish and then Amy becomes a mannequin again. And then Wait, she, why does she take back the wish? Because they have an argument. The kid and the new mum have an argument. Yeah. She's like, never mind. <laughs> Changed my mind. I know this was the thing I've dreamed about for the last eight years, but I wanted like a good non-Australian mum. You're kind of I, like a I shit store mannequin. Might, yeah, argue with mums yeah, occasionally. I, I really wanted someone real and not a uh, physical embodiment. It's not even that. I just don't want a mum I argue with. <laughs> I'll wish her away. Anyway, she re- she gets like freaked out and is like, no, I didn't really mean that. So she comes back. And then like the, the that's, dad. That's like obviously the traumatic apex of the film no it's not it's there's more apexes to come there. okay there's so many more i hope so because that's pretty the conflict usually anyway so then the dad falls in love with her and she wants amy to stay forever because she doesn't want to lose another mother yeah like if you, <laughs> well, that's the thing it's like film. if she can only be a mum till uh, christmas eve is that what you said yeah. Then it's like you're just granting it and then ripping it away from her again. It's awful. So she then goes to see the witch and is like, I don't want to lose a second mum in this children witch. Christmas film. Witch. Yeah, she's the one that's sort of like... She, she asked a witch for Christmas. Well, I'm not really sure how what, who this person is. But anyway... <laughs> um, You've seen it like a dozen times. So I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> it blurs together. Okay. So then she's like, sorry, I can't... Um, I remember this clearly. Um... <laughs> She's like, sorry, I can't help you with the wish, but after Christmas, she's going to get churned up into this, like, thing where all the mannequins get crushed. Like a crushing machine. Yeah, like a... I don't think they do that. No, I don't think so either, but she literally shows it where they all go and they get, like, ripped like, to pieces. These are last year's mannequins. Yeah. No way next year's clothes will fit onto them. Our body shapes will be completely different. <laughs> because the store she works at is planning to replace all the mannequins with faceless ones. So that's why. Oh, uh, okay. So they're all going to get ripped up. It couldn't just replace the heads. Yeah, I don't quite get that. So they're like, we can maybe save her, but I don't really know how. So then... Well, how about by not throwing her into the giant crushing machine? Yeah, like, I mean, that's that's an option. Seems like you could talk your way out of that one. <laughs> and then, like, there's a store detective that's like, where on earth is this missing mannequin? <laughs> like, there's so many... Oh, I'm sorry. That's the apex. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many a, movies. There's been a parts. mannequin heist. <laughs> like, someone just got shot on 34th Street. <laughs> like, uh-uh-uh, I got a mannequin to her. Fine. Sorry, bub. And then like all the other <laughs> No, he's a store detective. He's not a detective. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then like all these other mannequins come to life and like help. Store them detective. Both. Yeah. That, like that's a thing. <laughs> it is. And then they Wait. help her do a really good performance and they take pictures of her. What kind of performance? Oh, it's like their Christmas pageant. Okay. So then it's Christmas Eve and they're late to perform the ritual to save Amy to like the mannequin to go back to I mannequin. mean, that seems like an important thing to be on time for. So they if return there to is the... a time limit. So she has to go back. So then the kid is tells her dad to go and help them save him. Um, but by the time they get there, she's already a mannequin again. So Jessica throws it herself at her with sadness and then she begs her father to grab Amy's hand and Amy comes back to them. Wait, how does she come back? Just because the dad like holds her hand with love, I guess. And what about all these other mannequins that came to life? Do we have to save them now as well? Well, apparently the film ends like with all the other of her mannequin friends wishing her best of luck in her new life. Oh, okay. So they're just like, all right, I'll, we'll see ya. <laughs> Enjoy the crushing. We'll go find some other kid to <laughs> yeah. be mums for. And dads. There's some boy ones. Okay. There's male and female Good. ones. 
And then the film ends with a Christmas picture of Jim, Amy and Jessica. Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> and uh, just so you know, it was uh, released on DVD in 2008. Finally, we've waited 18 long years for that release. <laughs> so honestly, that's like the one that really says Christmas to me. Like my brothers, it's one of those things like those family lore, like Aloari. Shall we watch a mum for Christmas again? But no one actually said that. It was just like, it's on. We're now forced to watch a mum yeah, for Christmas. Until like recently when we were like. Oh, you oh. started seeking it out now. No, I haven't. We've of... never watched it. But there's always the joke of like, is a mom for Christmas? On? Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's a massive downer, isn't it? I mean, it just it sounds like when you're starting off your uh, kids' movie with, "Hey, remember you're a dead mum." But it's also like, and then your new, you might lose your new mum that we just gave you because you'll get churned to death in a mannequin crusher. I mean, you got to have some conflict. It's got to, the stakes have got to be real, Vicky. I know, right? But I, yeah, it's a bit of a downer. We can't lie. You mentioned uh, there they are in their Christmas picture. Olivia Newton-John. I guess she does look like a mannequin for some. <laughs> They've done well. Hmm. You mentioned uh, that they had to perform their Christmas pageant. Right. Were you ever in one of those in school at one point? Uh, I remember one clearly from primary school where, I mean, sorry, uh, kindergarten, where I played the star. Did you have any lines? I don't think so. So you were the star over the... Wink, wink. Over the stable? Yeah, I felt like that was a really good role. Like I was like, nailed it. I'm obviously doing great in life. I mean, it's a prominent Because I was on stage the whole time. Yeah, you just got to be... Were you actually over the manger? Or yes. you were just like, we can't afford to have some kid, like, I don't know, climb a ladder or... No, I was like standing on top of some sort of laddery thing. I don't remember it that clearly, but I remember clearly I was the star and I felt like that was like a big role. You were literally like, the star of the show. I felt that way. Then I, I, Years later, I realized that you would want to be Mary or Joseph. Someone and, um, that actually does something rather than just sits there that could be done by a prop of some kind. Not no, then that just shows someone who doesn't understand the role. So what did how did you tw- were you able to twinkle? Yeah, I felt I feel I twinkled. Okay, that's good then. I shone. How about you? I was a sheep once. Really? Again in um in kinder, and it was like me and my best friend Sean who. <laughs> Sean the sheep. He was in fact Sean the sheep, but this was years before. He might have been the original inspiration for that. <laughs> cartoon but uh, yeah we were like again sheeps in the manger in the manger i mean or maybe like patrolling outside the manger i just remember the no, don't you mean like in the barn the manger's like the feed box i was like it's getting crowded <laughs> yeah well we our soft woolen uh, coats helped give baby jesus some kind of cushioning yeah sorry no we were yeah we were in the barn then yeah in the, the stable right and I remember I had like a clip-on tie for some what? reason. I think like you're a formal sheep. Yeah, like I was getting dressed up. It's like, hey, you're going to school and it's night time. This is kind of like a special ordeal for some reason. Special like, ordeal, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, um, you know, pins it out. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know why my parents still like, well, we better dress you up. And oh, right. So I had like a you know kind of nice shirt and a I thought it was the sheets were like I realized that this is going to change the course of human history no <laughs> it was put on my tie this wasn't costume direction right this I see. was like, you know my mum and dad's doing I thought you were method acting maybe like if I was a sheep attending the birth of well Jesus. I'm, I'm just uh, curious like looking back why didn't someone remove that yeah ask <laughs> that to be you know if it's again it's not a complex uh, tie, you can just unclip it quite easily. 
And so, like, no one had... thought it doesn't make much sense that your sheep is wearing yeah, a tie. I guess they're like, well, they're five. Who cares? <laughs> but yeah, we had like a woolen rug basically on top of us, and uh, I just crawled across stage. <laughs> Do you have any lines? I can't imagine. I mean, we were a sheep. Like, if I got a bar out, that would probably be the extent of it. It's funny that you should bring up the Christmas pageant because a word from our sponsors actually really does speak to that. We said, like, this would be barely a segment. We've already gone for, like, over <laughs> half an hour. I thought this was a new segment that you'd introduced. I mean, that's the show, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed. Anyway, a word from our sponsors. Yes, we... Uh, we have started to have to accept ads. We know mm. it's, uh, you know, always a little tedious. You hear the same kind of audible and Casper sleep and it's just various mattress companies seem to be the... There's a lot of mattress going on yeah. lately. If you're a mattress sponsor, <laughs> then you're in the podcast business, it seems. It seemingly. But yes. uh, so we wanted to break out. I guess out. people are listening to them in bed. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's that the thought. Is that the thought process? I don't know. Maybe 2016 just feels like mattress technology has increased so much that it's like people need to upgrade. I don't think it has. Well, that's the, the angle that they're oh, going for, right. I suspect. So, uh, who's on the cutting edge of technology that would love a new mattress? Right. Podcast listeners. Yeah, they know what they're talking about when it comes to technology. Exactly. So, they'll be the ones that will want a new bed. Give that buy a raise. But if you listen... <laughs> that's if, what happened in the meeting. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Oh. But if you listen to enough of them, you get sick of hearing the same thing over and over. Aren't I? I've heard double AMI so much. I'm like, I don't have your insurance and I never will. You're one of the most expensive. Well, like, a lot of the time, I'm like, I would maybe consider buying some Sherry's Berries, but I don't even know if they ship to Australia. <laughs> That's also the other issue. Yeah. It's like you realise this is international, right? So You're hitting uh, a lot of people that can't help. Right. So we've accepted sponsorship from a few lesser-known companies. We're not going to ham home the same ads over and over. No. But Vicky, take it away. Too busy to enjoy your life? Kicking career goals but no times for the things you truly like? Want to know what it might be like to be happy, carefree, and enjoying something? Introducing the Hobby Summary Service. <laughs> what? If you need someone to enjoy your hobbies for you because you're far too busy and offer you a summary of what it might have been like to live a joyful, carefree life, then we have the service for you. Mm. These people will experience your hobbies and offer you all of the experience with none of the joy. For example, they might give you a synopsis of the latest best-selling book. Uh, the Da Vinci Code. It's about a guy who uh, has to decipher some codes and fight Templars. <laughs> and the uh, password at the end, Apple. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> <laughs> to a detailed description of your child's ballet recital. It was pretty boring. Some uh, seven-year-olds did some spins. There was a pirouette or two, but... To be honest, they were pretty underwhelming. Uh, and ballet is boring at the best of times, so uh, three out of ten. <laughs> to a blow-by-blow -blow description of your favourite holiday spot. Tahiti. <laughs> <laughs> it's sunny and uh, there's a lot of sand. It kind of gets everywhere and, I don't know, you picked up a seashell. There was a hermit crab inside and it bit your finger. There's an anecdote to tell you, grandkids. <laughs> Even a skydiving experience description that makes you feel like you were there. Uh, you had a cold and you went skydiving and the instructor was telling you exactly what you needed to know but you couldn't hear it because your ears were blocked from the cold but you did it tandem, he was strapped to your back so you figured he would know what he's doing. 
and turned out you were right. Too laid and down by boring mundane things to attend your own anniversary night celebrations? Don't worry, we have a summary for you. Uh, your wife was there, she was really hot. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would bang again. <laughs> The Hobby Summary Service. Here's a review from one satisfied client. <laughs> I once was uh, bored and too busy to attend my own life's events. But thanks to the Hobby, Hobby Summary Service, I've got plenty of free time to not go to things. Thanks, Hobby Summary Service. The Hobby Summary Service for people that want to enjoy their life without enjoying their life. All right, thanks for our first sponsor. Yep, thank you, Hobby Summary Service. It's been weird that that guy's skydiving experience was very similar to my own. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. As an addendum to that, I would say if you're videotaping it, because mm. often they do, and uh, you land on the ground and when the pressure has built up so much... Psychological or physical? As in air or... Uh, I was going with mostly the air pressure combined with your cold, but psychological pressure is on as well. You can literally hear nothing yeah. when you land. Like at the, during the instruction portion of it, I maybe could hear it like 50% capacity. So I missed a lot of key instructions. <laughs> yeah, But upon landing after, you know, you've been several thousand feet up in the air mm. and the video guy is asking what I thought of it. What? Yeah, if you just yell, that was awesome, and give two thumbs up to whatever the guy's saying. You're nailing it. It, it fits perfectly really? with the question upon replay. Good to know. Yeah. The other day I was laying on the beach underneath some skydivers that had just leapt out. I hope not too underneath. Well, that's precisely the conversation I had with my friend. She was like, I hope they're not going to land on us. Mm. And then she's like... Actually, maybe I should hope they land on you. It might be the life-affirming experience I need. <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting a bit doldrum. If someone was crushed to death by a skydiver literally inches away from me, that might really give me a new lust a new outlook. Life. <laughs> yeah. Or she could just start drinking more. Like my friend died on a beach one time. <laughs> literally inches away. Yeah. I held her and a skydiver in my arms. <laughs> Screaming, take me with you, Becky. <laughs> anyway. Barely a topic. I feel like it's close. Or have you got one now? Yeah, I've got one. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's half the goddamn show. <laughs> more, more than half. I was at work the other day. What are the, can I just say, what are the chances that we're going to get too much noise in the background if we crack a window? Uh... You can try. Just listen. I want you to know, listeners, if this experiment doesn't work, it's a, like Ben has beads of sweat above his like, <laughs> No, that's mouth. the psychological pressure mounting again. <laughs> right. It's so, like, would you agree it's very hot in it's, here? It's not cold. No, certainly not. There's literal, literal beads of sweat upon Ben. I just wanted people to know how much we're suffering. A this. lot of people are like listening at home going, not worth it. <laughs> All right, for my belly topic. Yeah. I was at work on the uh, final day of uh, the year. Being last Friday for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I needed to ask one of my coworkers a question. Yeah. Just get some last minute emailing done. Sure. So I went over to his desk and they were having their little department style, uh, like last day breakfast, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. And uh, he like, ushered me over. He's like, oh, Ben, like have a croissant. There was like heaps of leftovers and stuff like that. Yeah. 
And so I'm like, oh yeah, this worked out pretty well. Like I just intended to, uh, you know, get some business done and end up with free croissants and orange juice. And then taking uh, care of business while taking care of business. But it was obviously one of those things where everyone kind of works together. Sure. But they don't necessarily socialize together so too they don't often. Have much to say to each other there at was, the department breakfast. It was so a dearth of conversation. Ugh, awkward. Just to hammer at home how little there was to uh, to talk about. Yeah, one of the upper management guys walks past, and someone grabs him and pulls him into. <laughs> This conversation. Speak, monkey. Yeah, basically. Dance. Um, Dance for your employees. With using the conversation starter, how are those spreadsheets going? <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. He was obviously oh, um, wow. understandably quite confused. Yeah, he's like, you want to talk about this right now? He was like, what? They're, I guess Fine, they're good. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, ones? They're still spreadsheets. <laughs> using that. I insert things to cells and they use formulas to gotta, spit out. Info. Love Microsoft Excel. <laughs> Does the job. Yeah. Not really a competitor in sight. Anyway. Mm, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like one to uh, kind of revel in these awkward situations right. as long as I'm not in a, like a one-on-one type right. situation. Right, where like, you can't escape it. Yeah, the, like, the awkwardness is focused upon you. Right. If mm. I have absolutely nothing to say and I can't point to someone else's fault, right? that's like, you know, maybe not as enjoyable. Oh, that's danger zone. Right but there. especially because it was not my department. I'm like, well, you guys organized the breakfast. This is on you. You, yeah. brought, you brought this on yourself. <laughs> you guys should know you don't get along. Yeah. So I was kind of able to like sit back and just watch basically. So that's why you always bring some sort of like party game of some description. Oh, exactly. Like there's been many occasions where I brought out the uh, Jenga. Yeah, exactly. Just on to stimulate something exactly like every time i've had to throw something for a department where i'm like we never talk to these people there's always like some sort of game or like there's even these like little funny like conversation starter games like that are designed to get people talking anything like that would have been preferable yeah Yeah. because these aren't bad it's literally like i I think they're designed for that exact situation it's like talk about a time that you did this or something and it's like at least it gets people saying something like there's a question that people can (laughs) Well, I guess about. I guess they overestimated their ability to socialize. <laughs> they didn't think it through to this degree. You, all, like, you never do that. You never know. Just always brings have something. Well, it was probably also like, hey, let's have a department breakfast. Like I wasn't in on the conversation, right? But that they probably just like, oh yeah, it's not going to be like a big deal. We'll just have croissants and that's a bit lame. Then in the office, there was also like a end of year Christmas party oh, and all this okay. kind of stuff. But it was just like this was a side thing just for this smaller group. Okay. I think, like, the highlight, this is what I brought to the conversation. Oh, no. Someone asked me about my T-shirt that I was wearing. Sure. Oh, that is struggling. I had a, on my T-shirt, was an astronaut holding a jellyfish. (laughs) Sensible. And so someone was like, oh, you know. What's that all about? Basically. And so I'm like, oh, I had a T-shirt with an astronaut and I had another T-shirt with a jellyfish. And so when I saw this, (laughs) I'm like, oh, I just got to get it. (laughs) Perfect. And literally, like, that floored them. They were, like, blown away by that (laughs) non-anecdote. Basically. What do you mean? Like, wow. One of them even said the words, that's such a great story. (laughs) I'm like, nope. Not a great story. Just everyone is very. It's literally someone speaking. (laughs) Yeah. We're just all very starved for anything right now. <laughs> um, it's like a dust moat in the sol- in the solitary confinement. 
<laughs> dust mote? Like something drifting past in the light. Oh, like a tumbleweed <laughs> yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or like a moth. Like, yeah, stay moth. Yeah. So I made my escape after I... I'm like, the moth flew. I've, <laughs> I've said my part. Uh, this is as good as it gets. But uh, So is everyone doing that thing where it's like, how long do I have to stay to be polite? Before I can leave, yeah, what is absolutely. a horrendous and situation. It got so bad that people were making like not even thinly veiled references to how awkward it was. Just uh, they were outright saying, "This is awkward. basically this is awkward," <laughs> and then it would be like the little chuckle that goes around the group, and then everyone would go back to like kind of stunned silence <laughs> and eating their croissant. <laughs> Wasn't there anyone to like ask the group questions like, "What are you doing for Christmas?" or like that last? They had like, gone through all of those. Uh, it was like, and those know, didn't last long. No, nah, they I must have like torn through the basic conversation <laughs> starters just before I arrived because uh, it was because that's when I appreciate a chatty Kathy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, definitely. Isn't it good? Like, if you've got one person who'll just chat, it's like good. Like. Uh, We'll yeah. all just ask you questions or listen to your stories and that's fine. Right. But this was a group of not those people. I no. Guess. But I was just like, everyone, we were talking recently about how people are like, oh, that person's so chatty. I'm like, I for one support that. I love that in a friend. It, it means t- I don't have to. Well, it just depends on the situation. Like, yeah. If I mean, if we're at the movies. Right. <laughs> not some, great. Some, in that at situation. A funeral, not great. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Chatty Cathy's funeral. And then we can all be... Uh, In a memory, we'll be very chatty. Right. Mm, fair enough. But, uh, all right. End of... Segment. Segment. <laughs> On to actual topics, which you may or may not be able to distinguish. So mm-hmm. we had to make it clear right. that was the end of that segment. One of the things that if you listen to this show, you'll probably realise comes up from time to time mm-hmm. is... The topic of Hamish and Andy. I was going to say Australian TV in the 90s. <laughs> That's also a big one. We've got two key uh, topics. topics and those are those. Yeah, Hamish and Andy, the radio presenters that sure. we're both a big fan of their show. Usually the uh, cutting room floor for the episode is basically Vicky going, hey, remember that time that Andy sung a times tables <laughs> song? It's like, yep. And I'm like, no, that's all. Just <laughs> thinking of that. Just laughing. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, thanks for bringing that up in the middle of our show. Um, but I thought that I've got, actually got a Hamish and Andy story. Wow. Today. Breaking news. Indeed. Um, from a few years ago. But I just, it's a recent story to me. <laughs> Breaking olds. Yep. So I've got some like uh, relatives, Michael and Stacey. Sure. They're from Ireland. They're living in Melbourne for the last few years. You may remember Michael as the guy who texted in regularly during the first season of Prop Shows all requesting Julian Casablancas. <laughs> we did a whole Julian Casablancas show, didn't we? Yeah. In like, his honour. Exactly. And Stacey's a huge fan of Hamish and Andy as okay. well. And specifically, she is in love with his kid, Sonny. Oh, right. Okay. And so she like follows... I guess Hamish on Instagram. I think it's his wife. Okay. But she probably follows both of them. I didn't even know he had an Instagram, but okay. And gorges herself on photos <laughs> and, vine- yeah, and videos of uh, this kid. I'm guessing he's like, what, like two, three years old sure. or something. Yeah. So it's like the cute age where they've got enough of a personality. To be doing funny stuff. Yeah. But they're like older than a baby. So it's like, they still look cute. <laughs> but they're actually they like... Have a, some personality. Yeah. They're more like, they're actually a human being and not yeah. just... This blob as, you know, the first 18 months of a baby's life seemed to be. And so, uh, you know, she knows I'm a Hamish and Andy fan. So sure. she, uh, we were hanging out the other day and she was showing me her phone. It's like, have you seen this video of Sonny? Have you seen this video of Sonny? <laughs> Are you his parents? Right. Um, and so she started like showing me all the stuff. And then she told me a story that's like, oh, yeah, I uh, run into these guys in um, around town every so often. Mm-hmm. I guess like she 
spend so much time looking at this kid. Mm, that she knows him. Yeah. When she sees him on the street. So she's like, it's not like, hey, that's Hamish. Oh, she, she, like, hey, that's Sunny. Yeah, like she had the door open, um, in, like she was in some store or something mm-hmm. the other day. The door opens and it's like a baby. <laughs> and she's like, I know, I know that, that baby. baby. <laughs> and then she like pans up, I guess. And it's like... Hamish. Uh, Hamish or Zoe, like one of the kids' parents. But yeah, she like keeps recognizing this baby. Like, don't you think that's weird that it's like you're, I guess, essentially a famous three-year-old? <laughs> it's creepy on her behalf as well. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, she's not like... Um, She's not a fan particularly. Like the of kid. Him. Well, yeah, the kid hasn't really done he anything do except much. for be cute on Instagram. <laughs> Is he just cute? Is he funny? I mean, I saw him um, mistaking a jelly belly jelly bean for a big piece of bacon. That was pretty cute. <laughs> right. But it's not like. It's not groundbreaking comedy. I mean. Like he's not the Bob Hope of our generation as yet. Well, as yet. First of all, are you a big fan of Bob Hope? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah, I feel like he might be the Bob Hope of our generation because <laughs> I don't think Bob Hope was all that good either. <laughs> he was to his generation. <laughs> all right, well, maybe the three-year-olds are all over. I don't know. He's like, like, all right, fine. Who's your favourite 1950s comedian? I don't have one because it was the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from Get Smart. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He changed the face of comedy. I'm gonna. What did he do? What did Bob Hope do? He did a lot of shows for the soldiers. He was a vaudevillian. (laughs) Exactly. Like he must have. That's like 1920s or something. He was in over 70 feature films. How many have you seen? He hosted the Academy Awards 19 times, and it wrote 14. Before I was alive. (laughs) No, I'm saying of our generation. You're proclaiming his. uh, I'm saying he was big in his generation. For his generation, he was like the iconic figure. He was Chris Rock or something. I was going to go Billy Crystal. Even like, okay, whatever. Like he wrote fourteen books and was in seven films, more than seven films. Were they good? They run. They won stuff. <laughs> I mean, he hosted the Academy Awards twelve times. He mustn't have been bad. Like, uh, unless there was no one else. Like, everyone was very serious. Again, you look <laughs> at, like, the people that host the, these award shows over and over, and you're right, like, Billy Crystal is... Sorry, he was in 60 films. Yeah, you said, like, something like 70. Yeah, sorry, 70, 70. But, like, uh, any notable? Um, I wouldn't know. Exactly. I, I, didn't look at the na- I didn't look at the names. Like, I'm just looking at the stats. I'm just saying. He was on The Simpsons, for goodness sakes. Well, that's probably the height of his... <laughs> Success in my eyes. Right. Anyway, I'm um, just saying. He had a six-year contract with NBC. Good for him. <laughs> Let's hear another commercial, I think. It's time. <laughs> I just, I think you're underselling Bob Hope. I think you're overselling him. <laughs> I just don't know anything about Bob Hope, but nor do I have the inclination. Well, now you know some things. Great. Tired of having to physically do things? Always. Feeling exhausted from just having to reach down to the ground? Yes. Struggling to even touch your toes? Mm, sure. <laughs> you can't touch your toes. I'm sure I can. No, you can't. Go on. What? No, standing up. From standing. Yeah, I did not specify that. Well, do it. Uh, all right, sorry. <laughs> Another miracle Question rescinded. performed by Ben. 
able to touch your toes but can't be bothered. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Try the claw. claw, <laughs> okay. From the comfort of your own couch, this adjustable claw's robot action can reach all the way to the fridge, answer your door, or even just grab stuff from the ground when you don't want to bend over or get up. Bob, 50 years old, uses it in this unique way. I use it to steal pears from my neighbour's orchard. <laughs> Rufus, 35, describes himself using it to exercise his own legs so he doesn't have to. <laughs> my legs were so uh, huge and overworked. And no, no longer thanks to the claw, they do all the exercise for me somehow. <laughs> Don't ask how. You grab your foot and move it. With... <laughs> Rather than making your foot run. I see. <laughs> and Sarah, 31, uses it in the most inventive way of all. <laughs> I steal pears from the old Bob's <laughs> fruit basket. Yeah. <laughs> I steal them back. Right. I steal, <laughs> I steal back my pears from Bob's. Stolen pears. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> The claw. Get yours today. <laughs> it's basically like getting a free pear picker. <laughs> I leave him a couple just for, uh, you know, his hard work. <laughs> and then the rest is uh, easy pickings. Here is one satisfying customer. <laughs> uh, hi, I've been using the claw for at least eight minutes now and it hasn't broken. <laughs> Thanks, the claw. And here's one person describing the amazing ways that the claw has changed their life. Oh, my life. God. Hi, I've been doing testimonials on TV since uh, at least Bob Hope's era. And wow, is this the greatest product that I've used in all of my experience of using products. But the number one reason for using the claw has got to be... Picking weird stuff out of your teeth. The claw. Get yours today by... Ordering now. <laughs> or screaming at the heavens. <laughs> like this. <laughs> ah, give me a claw! <laughs> will one descend upon me? God. The claw, it'll change. <laughs> wow. Thanks for that word from our sponsors. That was um, <laughs> illuminating. I feel like that, that particular ad, <laughs> so many testimonials, like probably more than necessary. I thought it was just the right it's, it's barely, it's barely content. It's just like here's a dozen people giving you their thoughts on a simple product that I can probably get my head around quite easily. I just really wanted to hammer home uh, yeah. the user experience. Right, there's a lot of different options. Well, in as this long day as all age, of them involve clawing at things. In this day and age, it's all about hearing from real people. I guess so. Recommendations and, really influence consumer behaviour. And so. uh, sure, even if uh, they're real people, don't let the fact that their voices sound so similar <laughs> throw you. They don't, we don't want to hear just any old advertising spin. Right, okay. Yeah. I hear. <laughs> What should we go on to next? I've got a Ranger Vicky, or do you have a topic? Let's let's Ranger Vicky it. Do, 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 do. Ranger Vicky. So I've got quite a good. I'm still stuck on the screen there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was really good. You should get yours by ordering today. I think you just repeated the unfunny bit of that joke. <laughs> By ordering good. today wasn't the punchline. No, you couldn't even, you're laughing so hard you couldn't even get no, to it. I actually even enjoyed that as a punchline. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you this opening. It's like, you should get yours by 
ordering today? I, I wasn't really sure what you were looking for, to be honest. <laughs> it's really good. I was screaming at the heavens, like... <laughs> ah, give me my <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> ah. ah, sorry. So it's been a while since... Uh, <laughs> We've done Sorry, a range. I've lost it. I've really lost it. Ah, woo! All right. Long-time listeners might uh, remember Ranger Vicky. It was one of our earliest segments on Insane Ramblings. Mm-hmm. We did a bit of a reprieve for our hundredth episode. Reprise? You mean? <laughs> yeah, we've had a reprieve since then. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, we reprised it. The reprieve was both before and after. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, we reprised the segment on our one hundred snacktacular. Yeah, it's you funny just, animal stories. Basically, there's not basically. a lot to it. But then sometimes Vicky will sneak in one about a robotic bin and <laughs> just confuse us. A lot of the times they were very out of date, and uh, it's like, when did this happen? Oh, six years ago. Yeah. So there's no stipulations on it, but um, it's a it's a very loose segment. It's loosely around animal news, <laughs> but animal can stretch to sort of any non sentient active being. I see. Yeah. Um, but I did I did hear uh, a good story that I thought would make for a range of Vicky this week. Yes. So we have probably one of our only topical range of Vickies ever. Yeah. Oh, there's been a few that were topical. Okay. Yeah. There's one about fish doing math that I feel was recent. Sure. <laughs> anyway, so for fans of Phoenix Wright out there, you may remember with a hearty laugh that Phoenix at one point interviews an animal, specifically a parrot, as part of his murder investigation. Mm-hmm. Quite a verbose parrot, really. A chatty Cathy, if you will. Yeah. A talkative toucan, a chatty if you will. cockatiel. Yeah, very good. So prosecutors in America, I love this. This is a great opening line. Because I get the feeling that the answer is apparent. But anyway, prosecutors in America are trying to work out whether they can use a parrot as a witness in a murder case after it apparently described the last words of the victim. I say no. I mean... I enjoy that you're trying to work it out, though. Yeah, if you're struggling, chances are you can't. <laughs> uh, so... But I guess the question is, is there legal precedent for this? And maybe there's not. Well, there is, in fact. So, towards the end of the article, it talks about that there has been a previous attempt in 1993 to put a parrot on the stand. Let me see. I love the upwards inflection. You're the one reading the article. (laughs) So, yes, in 1993, a defence lawyer, a defence in this time, for Gary Joseph Rasp, that sort of foretold his final breath, (laughs) argued that an African grey may hold the key to who killed its owner. The the bird said repeatedly, Richard, no, 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 suggesting his client was not guilty, but a judge in North Carolina ruled that the evidence could not be used and Rasp was convicted. Wait, he was convicted despite... So was Richard another person? I'm I'm just confused about... So Gary was... A man called Gary was on trial and the bird was saying, no, 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 Richard. So oh, weird. But the bird wasn't allowed to be a witness. The judge ruled against it, so Gary went to prison. So potentially they incarcerated like some the wrong yeah, man. Maybe. Or maybe that's unrelated to what happened that night and the bird just says that. And has been saying it for some time. Mysterious. I know. I love it. Yeah. Got time to write a book because there's a topic. You can catch up to Bob Hope yet. Well, I'm just curious <laughs> as to what uh, who this Richard guy is. Like we should at least look into that. <laughs> Us personally? What is it, the Innocence well, I mean, Project? It's 1993. It's 
He's probably, yeah. I mean, someone with the name Rasp does sound like they're on their last legs. Mm, But anyway. So in this current case, Glenna Durham, 48, is charged with the murder of her husband, Martin. It's alleged it happened in front of the couple's pet African grey parrot at their home in Michigan in 2015. How do they know it happened in front of the parrot? Well, it says alleged. No, it doesn't. I added that in. Well, then why are you adding it in when you're supposedly reading from the article? Well, I'm not. I just was like, I don't feel that I can say that. Truthfully, but if the, if it the, says it happened in front of the couple's pet African gay parent, but I don't believe that. I'll allege it. Why don't you believe it if it's written? Then I just, how do they know that? They probably looked into it. <laughs> anyway, where were we reading this from? Uh, the Telegraph. <laughs> I mean, it seems like someone who would do that at least do, some do level know? of research. You know, the Telegraph. I don't telegraph. know the Telegraph. Oh, they're like a tabloid. Oh. <laughs> Quite the opposite, really. His relatives believe Bud overheard the couple. I mean, they've published this story. Does that not tell you anything? Well, I mean, it's a thing that's happening. Like, they're not making it up from scratch. No, but, if but they do frequently, don't worry. I just think that if you are worried about getting sued... No, I'm not worried about getting sued. You can point to it's like, well, the Telegraph didn't I am it. worried... Of, I'm not worried about getting sued. I'm worried about veracity in my segment. Okay. <laughs> my favourite uh, use of allegedly... Mm. I heard a... A rapper being interviewed recently. Oh, no. And he was, like, talking about... I think it was, like, an ex-girlfriend or ex-wife or something. What, he was allegedly married to her? No, like, he's, like... Oh, she was, like, a total bitch. And then, like, there's, like, an awkward pause. Allegedly. I'm, like, (laughs) wait. I don't think that's how it works. Like, you're the one alleging it. This is not slander. Allegedly by myself. Uh, Right. (laughs) Like, are you quoting that you heard she was a bitch? Because I don't think that you were. But I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, just a l- I heard it around the traps. Right. But, you know. Word on the street. <laughs> no, she's a great girl. She's allegedly a bitch. But no, not to me. Yeah. Anyway, the relatives believe Bud overheard the couple arguing and has been parroting back their final words, switching between a male and female voice. So that's pretty talented already. I know. It's amazing. Get out. Better than sports. I could handle in uh, one of my many testimonials. <laughs> Get out, he has squawked. Where will I go? Don't effing shoot. I assume he says the word, but they've got effing there. No, it's a very uh, language conscious parrot. (laughs) I was going to say language conscious uh, death scene. I might be on my way out, but I'm not going to swear at you. (laughs) My goodness, I am dying once again. (laughs) Once again. (laughs) Damn you to heck. (laughs) Heck it all. (laughs) This is my last moment on earth. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Dang it all to heck. (laughs) Please don't shoot. Uh, I won't allow a gun to my head to change my shivering. Yeah, shivers. I've been shot. I'm bleeding all over the effing carpet. (laughs) Ah, Fruit Loops. Don't shoot. He's like, a gun to my head will not change my character. Good, sir. Gosh darn it. You're chopping my bleeding head off. Even that's strong language, my friend. <laughs> Sorry, I'm pushing it there. But it leaves prosecutors with a headache. Are the words admissible in court? Robert Springsteed, Nuego County Prosecutor, told the Detroit Free Press, it's an interesting novelty. I love that they've... Sorry. I love that they've named this newspaper the Detroit Free Press. It sort of makes all the other newspapers sound like they're being state-controlled. Yeah, we're like, the free one. <laughs> yeah. We can say whatever we want. We don't have to allege this anything. This is the true news. Like, yeah. if you're in Detroit and you're looking between the newspapers, there's, like, the Detroit Telegraph. I don't know. I'm making these up. You know, the Detroit Daily Report and the Detroit Free Press. What are you getting? I mean, is it literally free? No. I can take this as like, I don't have to pay for it. (laughs) No, it just just makes it sound like everyone else is being controlled by millionaires. And it's like, 
No, I'm getting the Detroit Free Press. Anyway. Yeah, everyone else is uh, just being brainwashed by the man. I'm going to see what these <laughs> freedom fighters are saying. Exactly. It's an interesting novelty and it's been a great opportunity for me to learn about African parrots. I've always been waiting for one of those. Yeah, finally. And all it took was a murder trial. <laughs> There's been a dearth of opportunity right. in my position <laughs> up until this point. So it is something we are going to be looking at to determine if it's reliable to use or if it's information we need to prosecute this case. However, he ruled out asking the bird to take the witness stand. That would be so great. <laughs> Did you want to uh, maybe act that out? Do you want to be the prosecutor? <laughs> uh, you're, the, you're offering to be the parrot? Well, I've only got three lines. Okay. Uh, Mr. Parrot. Get out. Where were you on the night in question? Where will I go? Uh, I remind you, you're under oath, Mr. Parrot. Get out. (laughs) You're being uh, awfully repetitive. Can you, uh, state for the record how the murderer was, uh, killed? Where will I go? Hmm. No further questions, Your Honor. (laughs) And that's probably why they're not doing it. Also, uh, it's never a great sign when your attorney is asking how the murderer was killed. <laughs> how was the murderer killed? Yeah. Like, I don't think he was. Like, mm, well played. You're obviously quite the hardball parrot. Well done. I'll see you in heck. <laughs> so, Miss Durham is accused of shooting her husband five times before trying to kill herself. She survived a bullet wound to the head. Her husband's relatives believe they argued over unpaid bills and her gambling debts. Uh, Mr. Durham's former life, former wife, sorry, from his former life, I guess. (laughs) Christine Keller, who now looks after Bud, said the parrot used two different voices to depict the couple quarrelling. I believe with all my heart, those are the last words of Marty, she said. I recognise two different voices screaming and yelling and it always ends with don't effing shoot. So now... If this is allowed to, uh, you know, become official testimony, do you think there'll be a spate of people trying to train parrots to frame other people for murders? <laughs> I mean, I can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> that's the new direction that the justice system is uh, heading in. I mean, it's that's, that's why we can't allow it into precedent, just because it's uh, dangerous territory once <laughs> yeah. that happens. So many parrots in... Uh, in crime scenes all of a sudden. Bark three times if he's the murderer. Your Honour, mm-hmm. he has a schmackos. <laughs> <laughs> Strike this from the record. Well, uh, thank you for uh, a long-weighted range of Vicky. Yeah, I know. I'll let you go back to your reprieve. Thank you. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I've got a bit of a what-would-you-do type scenario. Okay, great. I was at the gym the other day. and. Right. Our gym at the apartment backs onto the pool so you can like see in from one to the other. Sure. And I was the only person in the gym and there was like two kids. I'm going to guess like one was 15 year old, one was maybe like 13, 14 year old uh, in the pool area. Sure. And they were basically like fighting, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell if it was... Two males, two females, male, female. Good question. It was uh, two guys. Uh. Um, one was like a little bit bigger and it kind of seemed were like... Were they a, related? It, it, like I didn't ask them. But I mean like but it, from it, your eyes. Yeah, it seemed like they were either brothers or like pretty good friends. Yeah. And so they were in the pool and what, like the big one, the 15-year-old-ish, he was dragging the other one around by the hair and... Jeez, so were, it's getting heated. Yeah, like it was kind of frustrating because it was one of those things that it's like, well... Are they play it, fighting or are they fighting? Right. Fighting? And so it was like very on the cusp. 
And so I was like keeping an eye on it and it's like, well, I'll step in if it... Gets beyond what could be obvious play fighting. Yeah. Where were the parents? Exactly. Like this is like textbook for why they've got all these stupid signs up at the pool. It's like no unsupervised children, no running around the pool. Because you'll make other people feel awkward. Well, it's like because someone's going to end up in tears. Right. But yeah, also like I was just trying to work out at the gym and like now I'm... Worrying about if these kids are roughhousing. Yeah, like all of a sudden, like I'm responsible for them not drowning, basically. Right. Was there any. So were they fighting in the pool? Yeah, like. Oh, they. I was imagining on the pool deck. Well, like both. Like he kind of like dragged one from from the pool to out of the pool and then pushed him back in. And like the kid was like, the younger one was like screaming his head off. But it was like. Is this enjoying screaming or like... Yeah, like he looked like he was kind of smiling at times and then when the other guy wasn't touching him, he was still screaming. Right. And so I'm like, Ugh, well, so I don't hard. know how much of this is for show and how much of this is you're like you please know, actually help. in please pain. Please intervene any adult. <laughs> yeah. And it was like weird because it's not like he couldn't get away. Well, like it seemed like maybe at times he couldn't get away. But, but mostly he could have swum off or run out. Yeah, like one of the guys went to the bathroom. Oh, right. So he could have easily just been like, I'm done. Yeah, and they continued their wrestling as soon as he comes back so I'm yeah. like I guess you know they're he wants right. to be here yeah but it was like you know pretty distracting and sure. also like I felt like at any moment it's just it gonna could cross go too the far. line yeah side note with the guy the younger guy goes to the bathroom right the older guy hides behind like the cover of the pool like there's like one of those big uh, rolls. rolls up yeah, yeah. The younger guy was in the bathroom for like 10 minutes and the older one like was just hiding there the entire time. Like, I feel like that's a little joke. It's like... <sighs> it's not you, worth a 10 when, minute work. Right. Like the kid comes back and is like, oh, <sighs> where's my friend? And then he like jumps up at the end of the pool. Yeah. Like, you don't get... I don't get 10 minutes worth of enjoyment out of that. I would have enjoyed swimming around for 10 minutes more than startling my Definitely. <laughs> but that's why I was amazed that he committed to oh. that long. Like you think after 30 seconds, it's like, oh, this guy's like taking, taking a while. Time. I'm just yeah. going to go back into the pool. It's totally not worth me lying here on well, how long did I stood in the line floor. for 10 minutes to buy you a present and gave up? <laughs> I know the guy's unhinged is what I'm Obviously, saying. Obviously he's insane. Yeah. He's committing a lot to a joke. Right. And so I was like just about to step in, but like, what would you do? Would you say something or would you kind of just let it play itself out? Uh, oh, it's so hard. Maybe I go to the younger kid if possible and be like, are you all right? Yeah. Okay. That's not a bad answer. I suspect. Like, cause I just go in and be like, you're screaming a lot. Are you okay? And yeah. if they like broke apart and he's like, yeah, yeah, just playing. I'd be like, yeah, all right, no worries. Maybe he'd at least tone it down if, uh, you know, you said something like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, you'd just go to the younger kid and be like, oh, you're screaming a lot. Is everything all right? Like, yep. sounds like bloody murder in here. Like, right. I was just about to. When the kid died. So, yeah. <laughs> no point then. <laughs> um, and like, the so yeah, they like, at this point, they're kind of just on the edge of the pool, like yep. standing up. One guy gets pushed into the window. Oh, geez. That's when I would step in and be like, you oh, yeah, guys might break right. something. And uh, like the ground's all slippery, obviously. Yeah. He throws a punch at the little kid and it was so fucking satisfying. He slips backwards and just falls flat on his face. Like, I think he broke his nose. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> like, never have I been so... You were throwing punches at him. Like, it was not like a... Fierce, but he kind of like, like lunged or whatever. Like, Jeez. you know, it all happened so quickly that it's hard to say exactly what he was doing. But Whoa. the best bit was because it wasn't like the kid pushed him and he slipped. He just slipped of his own momentum. Yeah. It was like Jedi mind trick right. from the young child. His own volition, like he, <laughs> his aggression caused him to basically fall <laughs> flat on, on his, his face. face. And uh, yeah, like 
he was bleeding. Like he was hurt pretty bad, but he'll, you know, he'll be all right. But lesson learned. I him. reckon I'm like, like, yeah, never. nothing I could have done would have helped him learn his lesson as strongly as this. Exactly. I feel like it'll be a while before they, you know, do Rough that house again. again. Yeah. <clears throat> Did the young child cheer? <laughs> No, I think he was like freaked out. But like, I didn't think he realized how bad it was yeah. until the older guy came back, like with blood all over. He's like, I'm so did he go to the bathroom or something? Yeah, he went to the bathroom and like I looked at it after he left because it was like dripping, like, like both blood. both blood and water. Oh, gross! From like the bathroom because like, the bathroom was in the gym. Oh, gross! And so, did you like, call like the building manager or anything? So like afterwards, but yeah, like before that, the guy's like he makes his way quickly to the bathroom. And, like, I didn't even realize, but it's, like, a trail, trail of, of blood. blood. Like, even on, like, I was just doing sit-ups and stuff. And it's got Shoot. blood, like, on the mat that I was using. Oh, gross. Yeah, I know. That's pretty gross. But after they left, like, I looked in the bathroom. It was, like, a freaking crime scene. It was oh, just, wow. like, blood, like, all over the sink and the so wall. So, he was and, hurt pretty badly. Yeah, I, like, I'm pretty sure he broke, broke his, his nose. nose. Ooh. Uh, but I've broken a bone before, and it's, like, it fucking hurts. Oh, it hurts like crazy. Yeah. yeah I've broken bones. It's, like, you know, not the end of the world. No. And so... uh yeah, like I went back down to talk to the security guards afterwards sure. and like this kid like fell and broke his nose and he's like, oh yeah, I know. Like he oh, seemed, really? He seemed like really nonchalant about it, but there was like no one else there. So I assume like maybe his mom or something must have like, told him. it or? Yeah. But I'm like, well, could you guys do something about it? There's yeah, blood like all everywhere. over there. Yeah, like, or he was watching on the security cameras maybe? I mean, maybe. He would have had to catch it at a pretty good moment. Yeah, True. But I went back and it was cleaned up. But like, oh wow! It didn't seem like there was in they were in any rush to do anything about it. He's like, oh yeah, some kid bleeding yeah, all yeah. over the place. You like, know how cool, it is. Cool. <laughs> all in a day's work. But yeah, it was uh, just a lesson learned. Basically, yeah. it was very don't much, intervene. Right. It's like the Arrested Development style thing, and that's why we don't roughhouse at the pool. Yeah, that's it. That's why we don't intervene with other people's children. Yeah. Wait for them to hurt themselves. Exactly. I also have a uh, interesting conundrum that my brother brought up to me. It's again half a topic, but here we go. Barely a segment. <laughs> um, so he was saying basically we had a disagreement on what is etiquette. What's the best etiquette for when you go to the bar to order drinks? Okay. Basically, he went to the bar to order drinks and um, he did it one by one as the bartender went away. Oh no! You got to order all together. Really? Once. So he, I agreed with you. I was like, you do it all at once. So he like was, he's got a group of people's orders. Yeah. So he had say you know a glass of wine, an orange juice, a soda, water, and a beer. Mm. See, like, I guess I'm thinking more of like if you've got six beers, yeah, then he can kind of line them up and do it. If you've got like, no, they're all different things. Yeah, so it wasn't well, like three waters. I don't think it matters then. Like, mm-hmm. if none of them are duplicated. Yeah. Then it's not like saving any time or effort. Because he thought he was doing the right thing. Just so he doesn't have to keep it in memory? Yeah. So he was like, an orange juice, please. And yeah. then the guy comes back and he's like, can I also get a soda water with wine? Yeah. And then the guy comes back and he was like, and a glass of wine. And the guy was like, oh, is there anything else? Yeah, maybe up front. Because like, I think that's what you're in danger of there. Like, It's yeah. not, not going to take any extra time uh, to do it that way. I don't. I wouldn't think. No. Unless like... It's like, hey, three of these drinks have a lemon slice in it or something. No, like we yeah. can prep them all at the once. But mentally the bartender's like, all right, I've got this guy. He just needs his one drink and then I can get to the next person. And you're right. kind of throwing that out of whack. I agree with you. I was saying you always order up front and if they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But either way, I feel like you're going to get told off. I think it's a, it's a lose-lose. Well, I think if you say I've got like, here's six drinks that I want to order and then you go, 
orange juice and then you see what he does. Like right. if he's waiting for the next one or he goes gets the orange juice. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying lead with the this is what I've got. I think that's your safest bet. Okay, because my brother went with the one at a time and felt like he got unfairly told off. And, and that's the risk that you're running there. <laughs> but like because, yeah, like if you're saying, hey, can I get like three Cokes or yeah, that's like six beers, then... You're not going to be like a beer, another, <laughs> another beer. one. Yeah, then that's... Another one. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's infuriating. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think you have to say like, all right, I'm ordering for my whole table. Yeah. Just flag it up front so the guy's in the right... Mindset. Of, yeah. It's like when you um, when you order at a restaurant and the waiter doesn't write it down. You're always like a little Nervous. skeptical if you, what you order is actually going to show up right. or, or if it's going to show up in the way that you wanted it. Yeah. So, yeah, he's trying to alleviate that factor where it's like, if I just give it one at a time. I know that he, I'm going to get them. Exactly. Yeah. Then he's not going to screw them up and he's not going to have to ask me more. But I'm also times. not going to get like the, whoa, man, like, come on. Yeah. Because I was at Subway the other day and there's like, you know. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> during peak hour. Mm. There'll be like four people that make your sub. Yeah. There's a guy who gets the bread and cuts it. Yeah. Then there's a guy who puts the meatballs on it. Yeah. So you have to tell them like five times what you're having. Well, it's like you basically tell each person like step sub. by step. It's a meatball sub. Yeah. <laughs> and so you want to avoid as much repetition as possible because it'll be like, hey, do you want any salads on that? And you tell the guy and then he'll tell the next person, but inevitably they'll or still... miss out like the pickles at the end. Or they'll just like think well is that everything like they want to double check with right. you it's like everyone kind of just needs to stick to their one <laughs> prescribed stick job to your area yeah. pass it on to the salad guy i'll tell him the salad i want yeah but don't I, you try to preempt the salad guy but the relationship is tricky because you see like when i go to these places yeah. i get to the front of the line i want to make sure i know exactly what i'm having i don't want to hold up the queue behind me no you've got to lay it on it but then you see people and it's like you get to the front of the line and then you're like, what do you want? And they're like, hmm, what do I want? Like they haven't thought. What were you doing in the line? Yeah. So what, I what think you you're trying to uh, stop that kind of shit sure. happening. But if if you think the customer is on their game. Yeah. Let them. Like basically what I'm saying is both customer and bartender or server have to Let be... Let us come together. Yeah, we both have to be <laughs> focused here. I'm tired of us both being out here. Yeah. We're getting antsy with each other. There's anger. Let's come together. There, there's a relationship there that we both like... I, I get it. Like the first time that you order from one of these restaurants, you might not know the procedure. No. But if it's somewhere that you've been before, you should be able to... Do I look like I know what I'm doing? Give me a shot. Right. If I screw it up, then we'll see how we go. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a tricky one. Again, this guy should have just been like, oh, you're ordering a few drinks or one. Nah, because he wouldn't assume that. Mm. I, I don't think... I think he's... Like, if you... I, I think most people will say, here's my whole order up front. Yeah, that's what I thought. But again, like, who's ordering six different cocktails or whatever? That's like a weird one. Well, he's ordering for the table. So he went to the bar for the table. But, like, what are the chances that at the whole table, no people... No want two people drink. want the same drink? It's an unlucky Something order. Else. I think he's in... The it's right. an unlucky order. Yeah. Like maybe if I was him, I would even be like, sorry, you can order for yourselves because I know the bartender's going to get shitty. <laughs> it's like, maybe you order like half of it. It's like, right. I need one. I need a wingman. Yeah. To do the other half. Yeah. I'll right. do three. Cause like you can't carry all six drinks anyway. You did. You nailed it. You came with a tray. Oh, okay. You did well. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we've got one final message from our sponsors, unless you had something more to add on that 
interesting question of etiquette. Feel free to write in if you have any other. Um, but I did, I did disagree with my brother. I was like, you just laying all on him, and if he forgets, his problem. But he, he's trying to save time. Like he's going to ask you. It's, it's a tough one. I was, I was against my brother. Anyway, is your life empty and devoid of meaning? Constantly. Spending your days aimlessly wandering from one useless, pointless interest to the next. It's all I do. Nights filled with loneliness, crying out for someone, anyone, even the bottom of the barrel to spend time with you. <laughs> yep, that sums me up in a nutshell. <laughs> Introducing the Ben. He comes with multiple settings for the needs of different users. Setting one for the businessman wanting more from this life than work. I think your spreadsheets are super hot. He wants more from this life than work. But you know what else I think is hot? You. <laughs> Setting two for the ignored housewife looking to add some spice to her life. Hey, baby. How you doing? <laughs> Why don't you come over with the bed? And <laughs> we'll spend some quality time together. Am I a sex bot or am no, I... No, <laughs> you're just... No, that was surprised you weren't saucy for setting one. I thought you'd be sort of sage and like okay. give him some life advice. Would uh, you like is, to return? It's more of like a friendly like companion. It can be either. Right. I just thought setting one, you'd be like, man, you're more than your job. You give so much to your kids. But no, you went down the sex route. I did. Should I go on? Please. Or would you like to go back and retract your previous answers? <clears throat> hey, honey, let's spend some quality time together. Erotic or not. <laughs> Up to you. I'm open for... Whatever suits your needs right now. Perfect. Yeah. Do you want to go back to setting one? No. Are you happy with your response there? Yep. Setting three for the mid-twenties woman lying awake alone at night. <laughs> uh, why can't you sleep? What's wrong? Just uh, got a little too much energy, huh? Yeah, me too. I think there was something we could do about that. Oh, good night. <laughs> Setting four for the high-powered political official needing someone to just talk things through with. I object. <laughs> Setting five <laughs> for the mid-twenties man unable to find a girlfriend. <laughs> you and me both, buddy. <laughs> five. <laughs> Setting six <laughs> for the elderly woman. I have a ball. Perhaps you'd like to bounce it. Setting seven for someone who just wants to watch TV with someone. I am as good as a pillow, if not better. Incorrect. You don't talk during films. Sorry. <laughs> the Ben. For anyone looking for a little bit extra from this life, here is a few satisfied customers. Stacy in her mid-twenties. My name's Stacy, and I love the Ben. <laughs> He's the cutest. <laughs> Derek, the 50-year-old... Businessman. Before I was sent to the insane asylum, I had three of the Bens. <laughs> Barack Obama. Well, who counted Ben as one of his most valuable advisors. Ah, uh, didn't want to admit this, but the Ben made all of my policy decisions. <laughs> and I think that the world is for the better. And here's what the Ben has to say about his own work. I'm the best. <laughs> Order the Ben today. It will change your life. And now it changed mine. <laughs> or made it exactly the same. I'm not quite sure yet. Honestly, I'm still confused about what I am ordering. Is there, can we only have one of the Ben or is yes. there multiple? No, there's only one. So, so when uh, that guy said he had three. I was confused. No was, wonder he went to the insane asylum. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I think that brings us to the end of another confusing and 
Mary episode. You didn't have anything to add? Any more things you wanted to discuss? I mean, I feel like we've been going for an hour and a half. We can let the people off at some stage, right? A reprieve, some might say. Um, but there's a much needed reprieve coming up. It's always good to leave something for next week. That's true. Leave them wanting more. Exactly. You can reach us, facebook.com slash insane ramblings. Um, you'll see all the new episodes. You can communicate directly with us or you can also see a bit of behind the scenes stuff. Jump on our email, ben at insaneramblings.net to find me. Uh, you can also reach me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Or podcast at insaneramblings.net will also uh, reach at least one of us. <laughs> uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes. That's the best way to help us, as well as recommending us to your friends or subscribing via our iTunes, which will push us up the rankings, but also give you the latest episodes to your iDevice. And I think that all that needs to be said is... Away, Seaboat. This is the Kirsty Experiment. I'm your host, Ben, and this is my sister, Kirsty, who has recently jumped into the world of online dating and is here to tell us all about it. So mostly it's really weird and, and kind of gross, but often it's just disappointing. Okay. And yesterday was a great example of said disappointment. So I was meant to go on a date with this guy. We had set it up to have brunch on Saturday morning for like 10 o'clock and it was all organized put in place and I've been looking forward to it it was really cute doesn't live far away although because like everyone that you talk to on these apps or anything lives like an hour away and then you know you've been chatting to them for a week and then you're like ah where do you live actually and it's like oh I live in America wait you can't see that on isn't there like a usual yeah, you distance can, to thing? yeah you can you, well no like there is on tinder I think but not on plenty of fish which is just what I'm usually on like you have to ask people they say they're in Melbourne or whatever like I'm being exaggerating like you, then you know they're in the country they're in Melbourne like you they enter a city yeah but it a lot of people just enter the nearest closest like you know big city yeah okay and then they might live miles away. And so you're like, well, seeps. And um, they also are. But this guy live, like, lives, like, around the corner. So I was like, well, that's really easy. We can just get a coffee and, you know, because you, oh, so often, like, you'll have, like, a bit of a spark when you're chatting and then you meet up and you're like, well, you're the world's most boring person. So this guy was meant to have a, a date with yesterday. He stood me up. What happened? So I texted him in the morning at like 9.30 and I was like, yeah, we're still on, you know, see at 10, just like confirming. So what was the plan? You're just getting a, like a drink in the You're area. just going to go get breakfast. Oh, okay. And he's like, didn't reply. And then like, I don't know, 10 to 10, I was like, because it's just down the road where we were going to meet. I, I, I was like, oh, well, like I was all ready and everything. And I looked amazing <laughs> and um i really you know i didn't want to get out of bed i felt like really had a shit sleep i made the effort i've got i got up had a shower did my makeup looked amazing and um never looked better and i mean it's breakfast this is a big deal i know and i texted him at 10 to 10 and i was like well i'll just leave when you like i'm so keen i'll just leave when you like text me because i'm not far obviously and um, but I didn't want to go there if he wasn't because I hadn't heard from him in half an hour. I was yeah. like, well, we'll 
you know, who's not five seconds from their phone these days, even if it's on charge, who should have replied by now. Yeah, and uh, didn't hear from him all day. Have you heard from him since? Yes. So what did he say? So today he finally messaged me because later in that day I was like, well, that was pretty shitty. And he's just like, oh, sorry, had a had an emergency yesterday morning. I hope you don't hate me. And um, But he didn't say what it was? No, and that's what pissed me off. And I was like, well, I hope everyone's okay because I was pissed off. I didn't, you know, just was like, whatever. And um, he... He was like, I really am sorry. I'm like, well, you still haven't... No, he asked me how my weekend was. I'm like, well, yesterday was pretty shit because I got <laughs> stood up for the first time in my life. And, uh, yeah, so that wasn't fun. I still don't know why. So I asked him to tell me, basically. Yeah. And then he just kind of was like, oh, I really am sorry. And I'm like, so... Are you going to tell me what happened? Because I'm pretty sure you just got really drunk the night before and were sleeping in because you were hungover or something. And um, he's like, oh, no, my friend had a breakdown or whatever and I just had to be there to help and stuff. But I don't know. I don't really like giving second tries. Well, I mean, even if that is true, like it doesn't take much to be like, exactly. sorry, I can't make it. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't give him another chance. Yeah. So Next. Next. <laughs> Insane ramblings.